we're talking like grabbing, pulling, biting. Ooh, love it. All that shit. I need this yeah. right now. <laughs> Tingles. <laughs> Welcome back to Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And as we are recording this, it is February 14th, which I guess happy Valentine's Day, belated Valentine's Day. But oh my God. the reason why I'm bringing this up is because before we get into the catch up and chill part of this episode, something dropped today. Bridgerton. Oh, the Bridgerton <laughs> teaser. I am so disappointed in both of you. Okay. A lot of things <laughs> dropped it. today, to I be fair. I thought it I said it. Well, yeah, it took you a while, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, the Bridgerton teaser trailer dropped this morning. And uh, I feel like this episode's going to be long anyway. So, we might as well just briefly say, what are our thoughts? How do we feel? What's the excitement level as of uh, today? Through the roof, but they're really edging us with this Kate and Anthony, uh, you know, depiction on screen. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Same. Just screaming, screaming. <laughs> All day screaming. That was a really good teaser. Pretty exciting. Well- I mean, it, it like it's it's kind of just like the teaser that they had for season one, which like the teaser was very much like Lady Whistledown doing her shit, and then like mm-hmm. the actual trailer was very much Simon and Daphne and setting yeah. that up. So I'm I'm obviously more excited for the actual trailer because we're gonna get to see them talk hopefully and like yes. you know see some sexy bits. Uh, um yeah i am very very excited uh just i cannot wait for that scene of antony in the bath that is something that i didn't know i needed in my life oh my god and here it is and now i want it and i need it right now i need it too and your tweet today there was um, one i only see one hand I only yeah. see one that hand. tweet put things in my head i know that i need to see on screen girl i know as long as we're all on the same page. Yep, we're on the same page. There's only one hand. <laughs> Hashtag, there's only one hand. <laughs> where's the other? Um, Where, where's the other? Yeah, so that was a standout to me. And then, obviously, uh, that, like, five-second clip where he's already looking at her and she turns around to look at him and realizes he's looking at her and then she turns around real quick. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> That is attention that I need in my yeah. life. And and that like millisecond clip of like their faces really close together. Mm. Incoming I just kiss. know they're gonna serve me like the hot, hot smut, like the spice. Yeah. That, like whew, Yeah. I'm just ready for it. I need it. I need it. I hope they get like a 
maybe by by the time this comes out we will have it but like a pretty cover like the simon and daphne one you know of like oh. them in like a romantic position type thing because that's probably my one thing with the poster i do like the poster because it's very much like you know you have aubrey hall in the background and you have the mallet and yeah. you have the bee you know they're kind of hinting at everything you could possibly want if you're a fan and you know the story yeah but on the cover they're very much like not giving me lovers they're giving me like enemies they're not giving me lovers on that cover so i i need like the counterpart to this where they are you know in that like romantic do you think that might that might be a a cover though that poster or no well i mean the movie tie-in you mean like i'm 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 hoping hoping for like a movie tie-in okay i hope that that's not it i feel like even the teaser really played with that whole um love triangle thing that they were talking about in the interview for entertainment weekly and i was like why why are we playing into this right love triangle well so um the girl who plays um edwina um charitra Mm -hmm. she had said that um and like the story it's like a love triangle between anthony her and kate so, like, I think it's more so, like, you know how, like, it, it was in the books. Like, he just thought he needed to, like, he, like, she was the right choice. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, he falls for Kate. I'm hoping, like, obviously, it's just that. And, like, Edwina doesn't develop feelings for him. Because that would not be cool. I'm not overly worried, I guess. Hmm. I'm not worried. I just don't want them to play into it too much. Oh, so I don't hate, like, I don't hate love triangles. It's just I don't maybe really like not... That the it's just not really the dynamic here but i can understand why they would try and twist it that way just for the sake of like getting people intrigued but then you actually watch the show and you understand where all the characters come from and you see that it's not like a true love triangle yeah yeah because the point of the the point of antony going after uh edwina is because he knows he'll never fall in love with her so your love triangle falls apart right there you know yeah that's true uh, anyways all right so glad we covered that i (laughs) literally cannot wait for march 25th um yeah i'm gonna call in sick at work (laughs) (laughs) it's planned i'm not going to work ain't nobody calling me ain't nobody asking about me we're not recording we are not recording well i mean (laughs) the 26th though (laughs) (laughs) right um all right so speaking of shows um today what we have for you which i mean first of all we have not recorded it in ages eons (laughs) so we're a little rusty not gonna lie um and also that also means that it's been a hot minute since we've last uh recorded a catch up and chill so Mm -hmm. the lists might be a little inflated uh just because it's been a while i don't know i don't know about you guys my list is a little is a little long no i would say mine's um i think i stuck uh, I can't speak. Okay, Miss Responsible, to... whatever. <laughs> S, how's your list? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have three big main ones and then I have three honorable mentions. Yeah, I think I have three big ones and then two honorable mentions. Really? Wow, you guys, I'm impressed, guys. 
I, I kind of forgot that honorable mentions were a thing, though. I have to say. Our, or we yeah. won't say honorable mentions. I'll just... Well, I have my, I have my list, up. and then I have my monster fucker list. That's, uh. that's the thing I'm doing now, I guess. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, so catch up and chill. Uh, if you're new here and you don't know what that means, basically each of us has a list of books, movies, TV shows, comics. It doesn't matter. Things that we love or are loving at the moment that we want to share with you because we think you might like them too. Uh, so essentially it's like a big old dump of recommendations for you. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Uh, these can run, run a little long sometimes. So oh, hopefully gosh, you have yeah. something to do <laughs> in the meantime. Uh, but yeah. So, I'm going to take one for the team, and I'm going to start this week, because I feel like I never start. I always get out of yeah. starting. So, Go I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> All right. first book on, well, first books. Oops. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> always cheating the system here. Excuse me. Um, first books on my list um are books that i've mentioned before on the podcast i do not remember oh it was the crescent city episode Hmm. um so it is feather and celestial Hmm. by olivia wildenstein i believe that's how you say that um so this is a series of three books so i should say it's a trilogy uh each book is about different characters but there's a twist to that and i can't spoil anything um but the first book feather is about uh jared and lee so essentially lee is this angel um who she's living on earth because angels are born in elysium which is like you know the angel realm if you will and then they're sent down to earth through their the entirety of their childhood um where they grow their wing so like their wing bones and then uh as the years go once they reach like maturity till the age of like i don't know what age like 18 or something they have to get feathers and the way to get feathers is to help people do good deeds so like they have to go around and help humans like you know do good and like redeem them and stuff that's such a cool concept yeah it is and um one day this guy adam uh, he's one of like the the you know archangels or whatever. He comes by her guild because he is looking for a consort, and um, Lee is I think eighty three feather feathers away from finishing her wings. So when you finish your wings, you ascend to Elysium, and that you just spend the rest of your days there, or you can go to Earth, whatever you pick whatever job you want to be or do as an angel after that um so he's there for a consort and at first Lee is like eh don't really care like whatever but her friend Celeste uh is a half angel and this whole angel world is like very you know old school about things and if you're like a halfling you're kind of looked down upon and so Lee, being like the kind-hearted 
girl that she is, she sees an opportunity. She's like, all right, if I marry a guy like Adam, who is an archangel, I'd be his consort and I would have a lot more power and I could change things because like Lee, she's like one of the most good characters I've ever read about and surprisingly not in an annoying way. Um, okay. Like she's just deep down really good and you're like, you want her to stay good. Like you, you're rooting for her because you're like, wow, you're such a great person. Anyway. So she's like, all right, this is an opportunity. But she has 83 feathers to gain and only one month to do it because that's what she has for Adam. Like, Adam only has one month to find a consort. So what she does is she goes to wherever they pick their next job. And she's like, what if I picked a triple? And triples are the bad, bad people that are worth like a hundred feathers and those are like the murderers the pedophiles the like yeah the bad bad people and she stumbles upon jared jared is the boss of the mafia in paris (laughs) he's a bad guy he has killed people he's yeah it's very this book is very romeo and juliet okay She's, like, the good girl. He's, like, on the bad side. And she's, like, oh, all right, I have to do this. Anyways, so so she picks him to redeem him because he's worth 100 feathers. And from there, their story starts. And it is just, like, the perfect, you know, like, those, like, 2012 good girl, bad boy books yeah. that we all inhaled It's giving me that, but, like, refreshed, you know? Like, very 2022, but you're getting, like, the goodness of that trope that, like, I I didn't know I was missing in my life. And, like I said, Lee is, like, a very good person, and yet you're rooting for her to be a good person. So that says a lot for me because I'm the kind of person who, if the the hero is a bad guy, I tend to want the heroine to be bad with him. Yeah. But here it's the opposite. This book makes you want Jared to become good. Like, you're really rooting for for that to happen. So, anyways, I won't say more. Like, I literally just told you, like, the very, very premise of the story. But so much happens. And, yeah. Is there a lot of angst? There is. And, um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of things I can't say about this book. Damn, um, I really want angst. Yeah, and then okay. just quickly, book two is literally about Adam, so that, that guy that needed a consort, yeah. and Celeste, the halfling. Mm. So, yeah. And then what's book three? I can't say that. I can't reveal can't that. <laughs> but you haven't read book three, or have you read book three? I haven't read book three oh, okay. yet. Uh, I got what sidetracked. are you waiting for? I got completely sidetracked, but <laughs> oh. I am desperate to read it because that's set up. And all I'm going to say is that this series contains one of Seth's favorite tropes. I know. I know. So, I know what it is. Well, why didn't you get this book, Seth? If this is... Because she didn't sell it to me like that. Oh, so it's my uh, fault. Oh, so it's my fault. <laughs> Like, okay, because I remember it was one of my books that I was looking for online. I was like, oh, which one should I take? Mm -hmm. And then I saw that, like, I think the paperback was, like, I don't know how much it was. But anyways, Mm -hmm. it was just, like, 
I don't know. I just, I don't know why I chose against it, but now I kind of want to order it. So oh, and I should mention that these books are N.A., new adult. Okay. Oh, so the characters are, the characters are in their 20s, early 20s. I don't, I don't remember how old she is, but I think he's like, I'm going to randomly say like 24. Uh, and, oh. but there's, and there's sexual leader? content. He inherited it. Okay, okay. You'll see. He's great. I I love me some Jared. I do. Okay. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's that book. Oh, and 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 the French was impeccable. Impeccable. Oh yes, I remember you saying that. So, yeah. That's that's a real pet peeve for me. So so that was my first uh pick. Well then. I'll I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> I'll go from one great person to another. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to make the segue. Don't. Uh, anyways, it's a movie. <laughs> don't make the segue. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> fall into it. As we always do. Anyways, so uh, this is a movie. It's called Redeeming Love, and oh. it's based off a book by Francine Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and damn, this movie was so good. It had me bawling my eyes out. It had my heart clenching in, like, pain. It served me the angst. It served me the romance. It served me, like, redemption. Like, it just gave me everything that I could have ever wanted in a movie. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so, it tells a story of, like, a woman who was abused her whole life. Um, she only had one positive presence in her life, and that was her mother, who died pretty young in her life. And uh, then you see a lot of her, like, her childhood after that was not good at all. And then uh, cut to her as an adult, and she is actually now the most sought-after prostitute. Um, And the story kicks off with, uh, not kicks off with, but it starts, I guess, progressing when she meets Michael, who, um, so this movie also has religion in it. So if that's a trigger for you, then I would suggest maybe stay away from it. But he is like, he'd ask God um, to show him a sign to like, sh- I don't know, to have someone that he can share this life with. And then he takes it, like seeing her as the sign from God. And um, he pays for her time and doesn't want sex f- from her at all. And he tells her right off the bat, like, we're going to get married, but it's going to be your choice. But just, I, I, you're going to be my wife. And um, yeah, <laughs> okay, he doesn't demand sir. sex. <laughs> He doesn't demand sex because he knows it has no value for her. Uh And he obviously wouldn't do that because he just, he wants to win her love. And so it's like the story is more so like her learning to recognize kindness and recognize love. And she doesn't understand any of it because she's never grown up with it and she doesn't know what it looks like. And so it's basically, it's just like, yeah, her story and also like his story as well. And it was really hard to watch at times, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, she's a woman who suffered through a lot, like, since she was a child. Um, Check triggers, though, for sure, because um, physical abuse is a big one here. There's rape, child rape, uh, incest. uh, A lot. It has a lot. But it's a beautiful film, and the story of Angel was very, 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 like, very good. Like, I don't know what else to say about it besides it was really good. And, like, the music was amazing. The chemistry was amazing. The love story, amazing. Yeah, it was just a beautiful film. So, I know that the book is on my TBR. But yeah. I'm wondering, does it... Is it categorized as Christian fiction? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Because 
the movie uh, has sex in it. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't shy away from that, that aspect of the story. It is very much a romance film. But I don't know about the book. I feel like the book would have, I think it does have sex. I, I think that I don't even know what Christian fiction is. Like, does it, is it just a book that centers around Christian values and, and kind of upholds them? Or, like, could a Christian fiction book have sex? I don't I don't know that that's necessarily that those two necessarily go against each other. I don't know. I don't know if it goes against each other. I personally have never read a Christian Me fiction either. book that had sex in it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you have read Christian fiction. I read a few, but like nothing like this. So that's why I don't know. Mm. I mean, she is a prostitute. Like that is her profession and it wasn't a choice. Like she didn't choose that, but I mean at the same time it's just it ha- like and it had nudity but it was like tasteful nudity you never saw like a nipple you never saw like a like anything really so i don't know i i don't really know one would wonder if there's sex in the book then or not maybe there isn't sex in the book but they they made it more sexual i don't know i read reviews and fans of the book said this movie was literally scene for scene word for word and like oh, well. they were really impressed with it uh-huh. um i've never read the book so i I tried reading it, like, I think back in university, and I couldn't get into it for some reason, so I just never tried it again. Mm. But I'm really happy I gave the movie a try. Well, listeners, if you know what makes the Christian fiction book Christian fiction, uh, <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to let <laughs> us know, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious to know what makes Christian fiction, you know? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What are the rules? I don't know. I don't know. um, But I will repeat, guys, please check the triggers. mm -hmm. I was not prepared going in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I watching? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. All right, S. Take it from here. Okay, so I think before I go in on my list, I should maybe say that this past- It's all Germione. (laughs) Germione. (laughs) (laughs) So love it. So, uh, That will be a great segue into my next one, S. So Okay, good. Okay, so this past December, um, I had the urge to watch the Harry Potter movies for the first time. Um, the first time, guys. The, the first, first time. time. Aside from the first one, because I remember watching the first one when it first came out, and I just, I wasn't interested. Uh-huh. But I binge-watched the movies, and I became obsessed, and then I started, I spent the beginning of 2022 reading nothing but... Germione fan fiction. Yeah. And I regret oh, nothing. <laughs> she regrets nothing. Nothing. Um so for my first for my first book, um, it's gonna be Breathments and Battle Scars by Onyx mm-hmm. and Onyx and Elm. This was my first ever Germione fic. Um, and I guess it's like hands down one of my favorites. Like I can still this, even even now? Yeah. Even now. I I can feel like this is going to be like my comfort fic where oh, I can go really? back and reread. It's um, next on my list as yeah, of Dramione fanfics to read. I hope you like it. I really do. Um, okay, so this fic takes place uh, during their eighth year um, set in the aftermath of the war against Voldemort. Um, many of the students return back to Hogwarts uh, to finish off their final year. Everyone seems to be adjusting fine after everything they went through, but Hermione is struggling. Um, 
she struggles with PTSD um, after everything that she saw. Um, and the only other person that seems to be feeling the same way as she is Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in regards to Draco, um, those that supported Voldemort during the war were sent back to Hogwarts to finish off their year, but um, in order to avoid, they were sent back to Hogwarts in order to avoid being arrested and sent off to Azkaban. Um, Mm -hmm. So all of those students are placed under a rehabilitation program where they have to write uh, journal entries and they have to be sent in. If not, if they miss an entry, they get to, they'll get arrested and sent to Azkaban. So um, you see Draco throughout, you see the journal entries that he writes throughout the story. And you get to, you get to see like what he's going through, what's going through his mind. And you just see those journal entries, like you see him progress and like open up. Do they like, get mm-hmm. smutty? The journal entries, no, but the okay. story is. Marge, other people would be reading them. I know, I'm just smutty. wondering, okay? <laughs> no, he's very like, he's very troubled. He's very mean. He's very, um, I don't know. Very troubled. She said. Um, she said he was into uh, neck holding. Neck holding. He's he has all mm. the pics that I've read. Like Draco has a thing for I don't know how why they write him like that or, but uh-huh. he has a thing for Hermione's neck, either kissing it, grabbing it, and I don't know. So I wonder if it's because of his hands. I think like collectively we've just agreed that he has really nice hands. Yeah. Like yeah. whenever they're drawn. Plus he's he wears rings, which makes them even yes. hotter. And then he's got that like Death Eater tattoo. So yeah. I just feel like everything's pointing towards nice hands, which just I guess uh, yeah. equates choking. To choking. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It makes it sense. It makes sense. It does. Um. So it starts off where Hermione is always looking for solitude. Um, and whenever she's off and alone, somehow Draco's always around. So one night, she ends up drinking... Her, okay, let me rewind. One night, her Gryffindor uh, roommates, they end up having a party. And they end up drinking spiked butterbeer with... Um, it's called... Uh, oh, Verita Serum. Mm, I don't know. It's spiked with something where um, they want to play truth or dare, and that serum makes them speak the truth. Yeah, have to say the truth. Yeah. Uh huh. So she drinks that, and she ends up. She realizes that it's spiked, so she ends up going to the library where she runs into Draco, and they they end up talking, and she shares the beer with him, and he takes a sip, and one thing leads to another. They end up kissing. And things get a little steamy and then like they break apart and like they realize, you know, like, you know, they kiss and that's uh-huh. not something they're supposed to do. Um, so she ends up running back to her room with like this big old hickey on her neck. Um, <gasps> yeah. So she ends up going. Draco Malfoy is is in, in the ones that I've read so far. He's always very much into leaving his mark behind. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm. biting and leaving little hickeys behind mm. for all yeah. to see. We love to yes, see it. I love it. We do. Um, so <laughs> she ends up running off. She goes 
to her room. She falls asleep. She wakes up and like everybody notices that she has a hickey and they're questioning her. And she like starts blushing and she doesn't know what to do. So she covers it. And she spends that whole weekend just thinking back to what happened in the library. Uh, comes, Monday comes and she corners Draco and she's wanting to make sure that he doesn't kiss and tell. And he kind of feels offended, yeah. you know, like I wouldn't do that. But of course you would think that I would do that, right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she confronts him um, and she's having this conversation, but she ends up stealing his journal. Mm. And she steals the journal. Hermione. Yeah. And not realizing that he can get in trouble for that. Not realizing that he can go to Azkaban for not uh, oh. sending in his journal entries. So she gets a journal oh, no. and she starts going through it and she starts like reading through everything, trying to figure out like what to do with the journal. Um, she hides it underneath her pillow. Is he going to be mad thinking she did it on purpose to get him sent? So wait, well, hold on. So, he does. So she she hides- she nodded. You guys didn't see, but she nodded. <laughs> she hides the journal and she goes to class and she's like freaking out like, OK, he has to figure out already that I have the journal. Um, but he shows up to class like nothing's going on. And one of her roommates comes and gives her the journal. She's like, oh, that house elf was cleaning our rooms. And notice that you left behind your journal, and I brought it for you. And like, oh my god! And like, Draco's like right behind her, fucking staring daggers at her. So she's like freaking the fuck out. She grabs a journal, she hides it, and she fucking. As soon as the class ends, she leaves, and she's running down the hall, and Draco is chasing her, and (gasps) she's freaking out, and she's trying to take her wand out of her pocket, but she doesn't. She doesn't make it where he and then he shows up he grabs her and he grabs her, like by the neck and like pushes her against the he pushes her against the wall and he, Fuck starts, me. he starts choking her a little bit and <laughs> <laughs> we're going and to he hell starts, he starts going in on her thinking that you know like you stupid he calls her a cunt a couple of times you stupid cunt like my that's blood. fine he just starts going in on her and then like other people come they intervene and stuff and like that kind of like starts their relationship of like mm. passion and like hate and hatred enemies to lovers um mm. there's a lot of hate sex in this uh love it's toxic. Hate sex. it's a toxic draco we love toxic draco we do <laughs> We love toxic men in fiction. <laughs> but um, more besides, on that later. Besides that, I mean, it's a beautiful story. It deals with, you know, their trauma and like trying to figure out like um, they help each other out through their trauma in mm-hmm. a very toxic okay. way. But um, it's just it's a really good story. And I love the fact that Hermione um, ends up uh, becoming friends with the Slytherins. Oh, and then yeah. she helps them out in like a really big, big way, which I won't say anything of because you guys got to read it. But it's nice. a really good, okay. good story. And like I said, next on my list, because <laughs> it's shorter. And by shorter, I mean, like, it's 700 pages instead of a <laughs> no, fucking thousand. A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, that sounds amazing. I am definitely in my uh, phase of life where I just want messy ass fucking chaotic relationships in my <laughs> fiction. I like I that's what I'm looking this... for. Like romance that's messy and nasty mm-hmm. and toxic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is perfect <sighs> for you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excited for that. Um, well, actually, S was you know like i like she said uh has been reading germione fiction fan fiction for the entire year so far um and she kind of got me hooked okay she kind of dragged me down with her (laughs) in Uh this germione phase that we all are having sorry not sorry so yeah i mean don't (laughs) be sorry um and I started this, um, well, I finished uh, this fanfic called The Auction by Loves Bitka 8. I think mm-hmm. that's what that would be. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you about The Auction, okay? So The Auction is, uh, so The Auction takes place after the battle at Hogwarts. Voldemort won. So the bad people won and everyone that was, well, most people that were left from, you know, the good side amongst the students were taken in as, I guess you would say, prisoners and, uh, you know, with the intent of being sold at this auction for that the, you know, the, the Voldemort's people can then buy these people as sex slaves essentially (laughs) and uh hermione is one of the ones that gets captured and um she wakes up in this like establishment place whatever and they go through these like horrifying tests and all the girls are together and everyone's scared and nobody knows what's going on and pansy who is a slytherin um and friends to draco um is there and she tells them we are at an auction like we're gonna get auctioned off and we're gonna become like these people's sex slaves and like the girls there don't want to believe her because they're like what are you talking about um but she is right and um essentially the auction happens which this is like a couple chapters into this so like you know this this fanfic is a thousand two hundred and eighty two pages long so you know there's a lot that happens here (laughs) uh but you actually when you once you get to the actual uh auction after you know a bunch of stuff happening before then draco malfoy is there and uh (laughs) he buys hermione as his slave and Hermione (laughs) is like you know obviously she starts off thinking that uh he wants her as you know an actual sex slave but perhaps things may be more complicated than they seem who knows uh and from there (laughs) just so much happens in this like I cannot even tell you but I will say that this fic has literally every trope you know like the episode we just put out where it was like our bite-sized where we said like all the tropes that we want but there there's not enough books out there in that trope mm-hmm. i would say most of those tropes are in this fanfic um so even the um 
you know, having sex to save your life? Most definitely that one. <laughs> or at least oh. something very, you know, similar to that. Very, like, that I would consider as part of that trope. Yes. And okay. I was I was levitating in my chair because I was like, this is my shit. This is, my, this is the trope <laughs> that I love. How is it here? Uh, but that's, that's what's fun about fan fiction, right? Like, it's like... They can write whatever the fuck they want, and yeah, I respect not that. Not playing like, by any rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. I respect that. Like I was reading this fanfic, and it was kind of refreshing in some ways because she wasn't scared of actually hurting her characters and like actually mm-hmm. putting them through hell and like putting them in very difficult situations where you're just like, I don't fucking know how they're gonna get out of this one. I, like I don't know, or like really uncomfortable positions you know there are this is like triggers abound triggers abound obviously Mm -hmm. this is a very dark world where people are called to do very dark things to each other or you know to endure very dark things um but i all the the triggers are at the beginning of the chapters so you always know what to expect and when to expect it but like i i will respect someone who's like not afraid to just throw in a lot of darkness like that um yeah it was an adventure it was I I felt a little drained by the end I was like oh my god okay um but it is something it's a story that I will not forget for a very long time like this one stayed with me like I'm still thinking about it so really yeah it's yeah you're in for a ride that's for sure Oh, and and fun fact, fun fact, we were hanging out last week and we went back in in one of our old chats uh, and we discovered that I shared this fanfic to our group in 2019. I was like, oh, this sounds good. And now in 2022, I started reading it, not knowing that I ever knew about it and that I wanted to read it prior to this day. (laughs) <laughs> so that was a weird coincidence, but I kind of love it. So it took you a long yeah. time to start it. It and did. Read it. Yeah, but I was meant to read it. I yeah. was meant to read it, and now was the time. You know, before yeah. in 2019 was not the moment. Now is the moment. No, True. 2022, baby. 2022 so far, I have to say, has been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> as far as my reading, like I'm just <laughs> genuinely really in a happy place. So, yeah. That's good. That's great. Chaotic, messy, nasty was what I needed in my life. <laughs> oh, so my God. I started the auction yeah, and I'm like six did. chapters in. So yeah. it's so far, it's good. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Oh, also, if you want some uh, Daddy Malfoy stuff, as in like Lucius Malfoy being a, a daddy... There you go. I mean, maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me because he's an older no. man. No, <laughs> no, he's pretty. Interested. Yeah, like he has. You know, he he has it. Have oh, you yeah. found any fix with uh, Daddy Malfoy? Uh, I found one fic by Loves Bitcat. Actually, she has a a, a fic with him and Nar- Narcissa. Is that is that Nar- Nar- yeah Narcissa. Narcissa. Um, their love story, like arranged marriage, and like oh. yeah. Yeah, she she's got something, but I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. Listen, Lucius Malfoy, who knew? Hot, a daddy, <laughs> a real daddy. So anyway, yeah, 
Yeah. I saw these pictures, like, early back. Like, someone, like, de-aged some of his photos. Oh. Like, him as Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. And he is so hot. Like, even, like, aged Lucius Malfoy. Hot. Mm. But, like, oh, damn. Yeah. If I can find the pictures, I'll show them to you. But. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, I will go looking for, for Daddy Malfoy, though. I did find yeah. a Daddy Malfoy fic, but that's with Draco being a daddy. Older gentleman with Hermione oh. being a, a student, and he's a professor, yeah. and he's a dom, and she's a stub. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to read that. Interesting. <laughs> I think for Lucius, for me, it's like his long, luscious locks, you know? Like, he just... It's the attitude for great. me. It's and the, his attitude, It's the yes. attitude for me. It's just... Uh, there's something about a man who walks that line... Who looks at you like you're the scum of the earth. Yeah, but who walks that line between what's right and what's wrong? And he he walks. I feel like he's never walked the line. He's always, you know, been really bad. No, well, I mean, I don't know. My my perception of him is like he he does what he does for his family, for the people he loves. And if that means yeah. killing a bunch of people, he doesn't feel sorry about that. And that's very hot to me. Very hot. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, S. No, not S. Seth. <sighs> All right. Anyways, I'll. I'm like. I feel weird. I'm like switching the the genre here. That's fine. All right. A little switcheroo for the people that don't are not interested in Hermione. <laughs> All right. It's not that I'm not interested. I just haven't uh, jumped the uh, jumped on the Hermione fic train. As but that is funny. You are the you are the OG Hermione shipper yeah. in this house. <laughs> No, I've read, I've read fix like, in the past, uh-huh. in high school, university. Like, I just haven't jumped on this train. But were the fix back then as good as they are now? I don't know. I haven't read, the, like, the classics, like, Manacled, um, you know, the Breathments and Battle Scars. I haven't read the auction. Like, those are, like, I think I've heard of an isolation. Like, those are the ones that I've heard about the most, but I haven't, like, read them yet. We're waiting for you, so... Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just I need to work myself up to it, you know? I don't think you should start with the auction, though. <laughs> no, it's I will. It's very I long. To, I think I'm going to start with the uh, Breathmints and Battle yeah. I think that's a good entry point. My entry point was an Omegaverse Jermione. <laughs> <laughs> that was 95% sex. So, you yeah. know. All right. Uh, so I'm going to change things up yeah. with a book. Uh, an alien book we and love I've been waiting for for quite some time and it's taken by the Horde King mm. by Zoe Draven mm-hmm. and this is book five in her series uh, and anyways this book is kind of like it focuses more on like the overarching arcing arching I never know which one it is I think it's overarching. Overarching, arcing, however the heck you say it, plot. <laughs> uh, in the series, uh, it takes a forefront in this one. And by that, I mean, um, so they have, like, their enemies that they're fighting. Then they have, like, the the land. It's uh, their goddess as well. Uh, I think the goddess is mad at them or whatever. They don't even know what's going on. They just know that there's this red fog that's slowly um, growing bigger and bigger and, like, killing everything that's in it. That's, like, the animals and, like, the plants. And, like, they're slowly, like, going to have to, like, travel further and further further and further to hunt for food and all of that. So, anyways, um, the book is about a human girl. Her name is Mira. 
and the Horde King named Rowan. And basically, Rowan. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Rowan? Oh yeah. my god. Okay, I'm reading this. Let me double check. I believe that's how. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Let me double check. I think that's his name. Unless you I have to it admit, like list. Rowan is a sexy ass name. Okay. Yeah. It is a hot name. It is. It really is. Like objectively sexy, you know. Her name's Mina, guys. What? Can I redo that whole thing? I don't know why I thought her name was Mira. You know how sometimes you read a whole book and, like, you know you're mispronouncing the name in your head, but you can't get out of it because you started pronouncing it one way? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Anyways, her name apparently is Mina. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, allegedly. He is Rowan. Um, That's, like, the name he goes by. Anyways, so basically she is tasked... uh, I should probably start over. So basically, uh, Mina, mm-hmm. I'm Mira. Mina mm-hmm. is, um, she, I don't know how to describe it, but she's like a part of this human clan that lives in a mountain and she is kind of an outcast. She has a stutter and because of that, they deem her quote unquote stupid or like not intelligent or basically like she's nothing um, in this group of people. And she is tasked with drawing the Horde King into the fog because for some reason she can go into the fog and nothing happens to her. Um, So she is in the fog. She's wearing this, like, hot-ass dress. And he sees her and he recognizes her as, like, his mate sent by their goddess. Wait, is this serving betrayal? And um, Girl, you can't do hand gestures. Nobody sees you. Fine. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Anyways. So he sees her and he's like, oh, my gosh, she was sent to him by, you know, my goddess. Yeah. And so um, Mina is like, she's like, OK, I got to, like, make sure he stays in the fog long enough so that the fog can suck off, like, suck off. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> suck okay. Okay. That's a sexy fog. That's a smutty fog. Out a okay. lot of his energy because it kills, like, every living thing but right. her for some reason. A little playful That's smog. what I meant. <laughs> anyways the reason why she's doing this is because um i found out in the beginning of the book that the witches know how to whoa you're gonna have to (laughs) i'm not taking anything out (laughs) no you have to anyways so early on in the book uh the humans find out that the witches know know of a way to like remove the fog and um all they need is, like, the heart of a Horde King. So the reason why she's trying to capture him is because they need his heart. Hmm. And um, sadly, he gets captured, and he recognizes that she's the one to do it, and he's obviously rightfully angry. And anyways, he's just, like, going to use whatever he can to get out of there, and um, he's going to use her guilt and her kindness to get himself out of there. But he doesn't account for um, the pain that she experiences from her leader, Ben. Um, So he doesn't really, I guess, imagine that he'd be seeing it firsthand. Um, The abuse she suffers. And anyway, so things happen and he gets out of there. But then, as he's out of there with his own people again, he, uh, you know, he... uh, He what? He what? He uh, He what? 
Mm. <laughs> Can you he let me talk? Spit it out, <laughs> he puts her in chains because he doesn't trust her. And he's like, yeah, you really thought, huh? And he puts her in chains. And then she's like, oh, my gosh. Well, I guess I didn't expect anything because I never expect anything from anyone. Oh, and she's very God. much broken. And he's very much like, I'm so hurt by what you did. And I can never trust you ever, ever again. And, like, things happen. And anyways, there's angst. There's, like, soulmates, of course. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I just loved it. And, like, I just loved their growth as, like, a couple but also, like, a part. Like, her growth as a character. Her finding herself was really amazing to read about. Mm-hmm. And, like... Yeah, I just, I think it was a really, really good addition to this amazing series. You guys, if you've been here for any amount of time, Seth has been trying to sell you on this series since the very beginning, including the episode that never aired. So you should read this series. Like, if she hasn't convinced you yet, I think there's something wrong with you because these books have everything you could want. Agreed. And I'm talking to both of you. I've read one. You've, you've read one. To be fair, you've read one. But I, just I, I plan like, on reading the others. I want to read it too. You had me at um sucking off, so. <laughs> I mean, there is like sucking off in the series and there's tales. Oh. Tail play, tail play. Sadly, this is, oh, this is one of my gripes with this series. The tales don't come into play sexually. What a disappointment. What is the point? What is the point? It's more like another limb. Like, they can grab things with it. Like, it's more so, like, he pulls her closer type of thing. But, like, there's no, like... But that is not a reason. of tail hmm. sexually, sadly. Zoe Dra- Zoe? Zoe Draven? Is that her name? Yeah. Zoe Draven. Yeah. Tail play. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You gave these men a tail. Use it. Anyways, Agreed. yeah, so that's a series that I definitely need to uh, yeah. get to and, like, continue on with because every single book after book two, the way you describe them, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, they just serve every single trope, and they're all different. Like, they feel different, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she's not rehashing the same story over and over again. Yeah. Which we appreciate. So for my next read on my list is another Jermione fic. I know, shocker, <gasps> gasps. Get um, used to this for the next couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be shocked if all of the following catch-up and chill is going to be nothing but Dromini fix. That's Just, okay. Don't be I'm shocked. I'm down that. You've been warned. Um, so my next one is um, Manacled by Senlin Yu. Huh. It is a much thicker, much darker Dromini fanfic. Um, it's one of the most mentally exhausting stories I have ever read. It's that and I mean and, me. no, and I mean that yeah. in like the most like respectful, yeah, yeah, and, like yeah. the most good ways possible. Yeah, yeah, I feel like being drained is a good thing. It means you are really invested. If you yeah. weren't invested, yeah. then you wouldn't feel emotionally yeah. drained. True. So this is a Handmaid's Tale um, inspired fic, at least for like the first. 20 or so chapters um and if you've read that if you read that book or if you've seen the show like you know how dark it yeah. can get oh and yeah. will get um oh yeah so this is a post-war fic where harry potter dies and voldemort enacts a breeding program where the surviving females of the resistance have to act as surrogates for like the important blood pure blood mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. um 
Hermione spends 16 months in a sensory uh, deprived oh solitary gosh. confinement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. But that's like first chapter, you know? Yeah, like, that's. The, 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 she, it's yeah. not Very in the, the fic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started Manacled. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I can't do this right now. <laughs> Quickly bedtracked. Yeah. Um, so she's in there for 16 months and she's finally, finally let out to have a medical exam where these healers end up finding that part of her mind is magically protected. Um, so she, she spent a long time like, um, rearranging her memories in her, uh, in her mind. Um, so people won't see what she's been through, what she's seen and who she's talked to and stuff. Uh, so she can no longer remember or have access to her memories surrounding the war. Um, so Voldem- Voldemort believes that she's hiding secrets for the order. Um, so she he puts her through like this, like really, he puts her through something like really exhausting where it's called legitimacy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's a way to kind of crack her shields, yeah. her mental shields to see what she's been hiding. Mm-hmm. Um but he's not he he's not able to crack or like get into her mind so she ends up being assigned as a surrogate to Voldemort's trusted general which is Draco Malfoy and <laughs> and in hopes and in hopes for Draco to find a way to get into her mind to uh, mm-hmm. to see what she's hiding um and to try to So is Draco married in this? He is. To, wait, to who, though? Is it Pansy? Astoria? Astoria? Oh, okay. oh. I believe her name is. Oh, that rings a bell. Astoria. She, I feel like she comes out a lot where he marries her, like, in certain, like, different fics that I've read. Like, she's okay. something, you know? Um, yeah, He yeah. ends up with or whatever. But um, he's married to her, so he needs to try to break those mental shields, and he needs to try, he needs to try to impregnate her as well. Um. And that's just, that's, like, mm-hmm. the very, like, basic, like, very basic, basic summary because, it's like, I feel like this book has a lot of, like, moving parts. And, like, there's, like, a lot that goes on. And this fic is, like, really, really tragic, but yet beautiful the way it's written. Is there a happily ever after? There is. It's just, it okay. takes a long time to okay. get there. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like And did you feel is. like the journey was, like, worth it? Like, as a reader? I th- yeah. Like, okay. by the end, yeah. It was... It's worth the, the draining, the mental exhaustion yeah. of this fic. Um, but yeah, like, it's tragic. It's beautiful. I feel like... It feels like a, an original piece of work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like it's... Um, like, it's a Harry Potter fanfic and inspired by The Handmaid's Tale. But it the way it reads and the way it's set up... And the yeah. way she tells a story, it feels original. And I really hope, like, she publishes, like, her stuff. If Even if it's not this, like, I would love to see her in bookstores. I feel like she's a really good writer. I feel like yeah. a lot of fanfic authors are really good writers. And some people mm-hmm. yeah. don't go and read fanfics because of this, like, misconception that fanfic isn't real. Like, they're not real books and they're not written really well. So I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of writers were fanfic writers yeah, before of course. being published mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no yeah it, it, I mean I didn't say it, but the auction was 
very well written in my opinion like it felt like a book like it was on par with just traditionally published stuff yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's kind of incredible that these people are doing that for free yeah and putting it out there for free and we get to read it i will say like sometimes like you you say like manacled you wish like it was kind of a book um Mm. and and for me with the auction it's kind of like I do, but at the same time, I find it very hard to see how they could divorce the story entirely yeah. from the Harry Potter world. Like, it's not just a question of switching out names because it was set in the alternate universe. You know, this is in-universe following the events of the story and mm-hmm. referring back to the story. So, yeah. I don't know how they could do yeah. it, but if they find a way. Um and one last thing, like if you're gonna, if you plan on reading it, like check the triggers because it's triggers galore. Um. Okay. S- wait, is it me? Yeah, it's yeah, you. Yeah, it is. Right. Okay. So the last thing on my official list, <laughs> uh, very much fits that definition that I gave earlier of just like nasty, messy, chaotic, toxic. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read a bully romance. <laughs> Love it. I haven't read one in so long. Or, like, I haven't read a good one in so long. So tell me about it. Um. So I, and this was a first for me. I have never dabbled in bully romance. Well, would bully, no, what was it called? Bully? No. Bully by punk, Penelope Douglas, punk. right? Yeah. Is that a no. book? Punk 57, you mean, right? No. Yeah, does that count as... I mean, but she does have a bully She book has as a well, bully. Like, I've read the bully, bully one. Which I, I have read. I don't know. Do If those count as bully romance, then I guess I have. Uh, but this is, like, straight up, like, you know, awful. Um, so it's called... So the first book is called Wicked Dreams. The second is Wicked Games. And then the third is Wicked Promises by S. Massery. Um, it is a trilogy with the same characters... The way I found this book, funnily enough, was through Instagram. You know when the when authors do these like little clips for um, TikTok mostly, where it's like when okay, okay, so so the clip in particular that got my attention here was when he finds you in the forest and you've been hurt, and the first thing he says is who. <gasps> that that's what got me oh <laughs> and then it just said like the book in the description so i mm. i was like okay I'm, I'm i guess i'm sold you know um so i went and i looked for it and you guys i have not inhaled books this <laughs> fast i don't know if maybe they're short or maybe it's because i had never really read bully romance before so it felt so new that yeah. i was just fucking in- inhaling that chaos but I did. And um, so essentially it's about Margot and Caleb. And Margot, um, she's been in the foster system her whole life after a tragedy happened. Uh, her father was incarcerated for murder. Her mom is on drugs. And so they were deemed, you know, uh, unfit to parent. Um, so she was sent in fo- the foster care system. And um, she's been she's gone through many, 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 many homes um and now she just found her new home uh in the city where she grew up where she was best friends at the time with Caleb uh Caleb is all grown up obviously and um she has to attend high school again with all the people that she used to be at school with Mm -hmm. 
Um, and Caleb is kind of like the king of that place. You know what I mean? Like it has that trope. You yeah, know, where like okay. these seventeen-year-old boys somehow like fucking rule this town, and you're mm-hmm. like, you just have to take it in. <laughs> you just have to accept it. But you know what? This is the kind of like high school stuff that I'm into, where it's like so unrealistic. Yeah. Because I don't want actual high school drama. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want that. Like, give me drama. Give me messy. You know, give me unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so she, you know, starts at the school again, and uh, he is fucking awful to her. What? And I mean Why? that, like, because he hates her fucking guts, because his dad died. Her father killed his father. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. And then, okay. and then shit got ruined after that. <laughs> wicked, ga- uh, wicked dream. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so he fucking hates her guts, and he, his plan is to break her, essentially. Oh, my God. Uh, so he's super fucking possessive. Like, we're talking, like, grabbing, pulling, biting. Ooh, love it. All that shit. I need this yeah. right now. <laughs> Tingles. <laughs> Uh, but it's like it's messy. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, this is high literature." No, <laughs> like it is. You read it for the chaos, okay? Yeah. Um, and it delivers on that front. And then, like, obviously, um, uh, you know, as the book progresses, uh, the books progress. Sorry, because uh, there are three of them. Then you know their relationship also progresses and. You know, one would imagine that it doesn't stay a bully romance the whole way through. But, uh, yeah, I was reading so fast. Like, I never in my life, I've never experienced that thing where you, like, sit down, start a book, look down, and you're 50% through. And you're like, what? And you don't want to stop. And then, like, you just read it in, like, six hours and it's done. Like, I could have read these in one sitting, you know? So, yeah. And then there's other books about his friends who also all have bully ass shit going on so love it yeah so how many books follow this couple three three yeah yeah so it kind of follows the whole like intrigue because like obviously he thinks her father killed his and she thinks that too but is that true are there moments where he's like oh my gosh what have i done like pertaining to like his oh yeah okay okay yeah, 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 and like in the first book, she doesn't fucking fight back. She doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right. So like the whole like choking, like I said, choking, pulling, ripping, biting, sucking, being called a cunt. You got, you got it. Okay. You got it. I'm bumping. I'm bumping it up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> oh gosh. So, yeah, triggers abound for that as well, obviously. <laughs> like I said, I haven't read a good bully romance in a long time. I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't say if this is good. This is the only one I've read. I can only say I thoroughly enjoy yeah. myself. And that's all I'm asking for. I just want to so, be able to yeah. enjoy a good bully romance. Like, just, like, enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, like, more, more and more, I'm just thinking I'm taking the wrong book on my trip. I mean, you still got time, girl. I know. Just make, just have, just have a bunch of stuff downloaded. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna take my Kindle because, like, I don't want in case oh. I lose it. I want in case I leave it there. Well, you're gonna take your phone. So. True. Yeah. Books are on your phone. 
That is true. <laughs> Alright, we'll see. We'll see. I might do that. <sighs> Alright, I feel like, okay, so the reason why this is happening is because my books are more so honorable mentions because I feel like they're, they're going to be episodes in the future. So that's why ah, that's okay. why this is happening. So my next thing, my last thing on my list is a show again. Um, 1883. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no Turkish shows this week, guys. Well, because I've talked about all the ones that I'm, I'm watching and I'm currently still watching all of them. Um, so, I mean, I could rehash again if you'd like, but, uh... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, 1883, um, if you don't know, is a prequel to Yellowstone, which, um, literally everyone's watching right now, uh, that also, I know Also, I think of. you mentioned it yeah. in the last I did mention it in show. our last Ketchup. Not Ketchup and Show, Best of 2021, I believe. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so it's a prequel to Yellowstone, and so this is how the Dutton family, so like the family in Yellowstone, um, settled onto the land that is now home to the Yellowstone Ranch, and um, takes place in 1883, and the Dutton family then is made up of James, I believe the mom's name's Margaret, Elsa, and then little, little John. Um, so anyways, it... They're trekking across America because they're trying to find um, new land to settle on. And um, they're aiming to go to Oregon, but we know they don't end up to end up there because, you know, Yellowstone's set in Montana. Um, so basically, how do I describe it? So the show more or less focuses on the daughter, Elsa. Um, she narrates the show. Um, and yeah, it's just like a story of like family, but also like Elsa's story is like, you know, finding love and experiencing love. She's a free spirit. She, uh, her dad lets her, uh, herd the cows and, like, she takes to wearing pants and she's just, like, very much, like, a wild child of the time. And, um, she experiences love for the first time with a cowboy named Innes and things don't go to plan and she is, like, forced to grow up real quick and, she just sees the world in a different light at that point. And then she's also faced with another man named Sam, who's a Comanche warrior. And he is like nothing she ever expected, nothing I ever expected, although I really thought that this was going to happen um, because I, I needed the love story, okay? Like I needed it. And Yellowstone has like a love story that's kind of like in the same, I guess, you know, it's like in the same way. Damn. And anyways, so it's just like it's Sam and Elsa are great to watch, but I feel like they're the show's more so like about family and like it's important to see. I think the sh whole point of the show was like the importance of like you know, like the fight. Like this family fought so hard. They worked so hard to go to this land and to build this ranch uh -huh. that you see in Yellowstone. And like just to understand why they can't give it up. And I also feel like this show really shows, like, generational trauma and, like, how how different you could be if you don't experience things of the past and, like, you don't let that build up inside you because we see the difference in, you know, parenting with uh, James, who is the dad of Elsa and John in this 1883, and then you see John, who is the dad of Beth and who's uh, Casey, and who's the other one? Ja Jamie? I don't even know. I don't we don't care about Jamie. Anyways, so yeah, you just see the differences in parenting. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like the writing is so, so good. And 
yeah, I just feel like if you want a, like a, a romance, if you want a story about family, just try 1883, guys. And I personally don't think you'd have to watch Yellowstone to watch this. If you really, really, really wanted to, uh, you can watch 1883 by itself. I, I really want to watch that. Yeah. Sam's hot. I also just, I just love that Santa is still behind you. <laughs> Shut up. Leave Santa I just, alone. I just realized he's still there. He's, he's still he's hanging out to, with us. He's here to stay. Yeah. I love it. But, like, she hasn't moved him. Have you noticed that, yeah. As Like, she could have moved him. She, like, low-key loves him, I think. She low-key loves she low-key him behind her shoulder. She low-key wants to read shoulder. some smutty Santa books. No, I don't want to yeah. read about his bells jingling. No, thank you. Are you sure? You know what, As We're going to convince her by the yeah. end of this year. That's a hell no. Gonna, I will never. I will never. And I will convince S to read Spider-Smut. It's happening. My 2022 goal for us is to get her into Raylo. That's it. That's my goal. Oh, okay. Now, you know what? That's that's the that's a better plan. I I co-signed that. Okay. Yeah. That's her I plan. feel like maybe there's a more of a chance for me to do Raylo than to do okay. a spider. But no, S, I think you need to accept like what I'm I'm giving you right now. I'm willing to go through that pain again and watch them all with you. I will do it. And I have not picked up those movies since 2019, but I will do it for and you. And then we'll be able to do a Raylo episode exactly. in which you are a part of. We shall see how the how the year continues. But, like, if you love Draco, why would you not love Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren? Hashtag facts. Like, the Jermione fandom and the Raylo fandom have so, so many overlaps. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So... And it opens up I'm a whole saying. new world to fan fiction. She's quiet all of a sudden. I can't see her. She's frozen, but like she's <laughs> no, quiet. Is the sound frozen. gone too? Has <laughs> she disappeared? Us. No, wait. I'm here. Oh. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so wait, I have a question. Since you girls mm-hmm. love Kylo and those movies so much, yeah. Yeah. why haven't you girls read any fan fiction? I have. We have. have. We have. I have. Like yeah. the like the very popular because I've seen like people talk about like the very popular, I guess classics of like Raylo fanfic. Have you girls read any of those? Um, I don't think I've read some of the classics. I I did no. read Raylo fanfic, yeah. but kind of mm-hmm. just like mostly uh the the fanfic that I was into was very much like Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dominating Kylo Ren. Yeah, same. Which don't tend to be the 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 you know the popular ones because yeah. people do love Ben Solo. Yeah. I did read some AU fanfic, um, but I haven't, like, I don't know. Like, I just haven't, like, read a lot. Like, I haven't read the famous ones. Like, um, was it Landscape and the Blur of Conquerors or however you say it? I started it, but then it, like, the length, like, I started it when, like, it was being written. And so, like, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then I was like, you know what? I'll wait till it's finished and then go back. And then I never, I never went back. That's the danger with fanfics. Like, I don't touch the ones that are not completed. Yeah. But also, you know what I just realized? I think part of it, uh, as to answer your question, for Mm. me anyway, I think it's easier for me to read fanfic when something is truly done and over with. So, like, I think I would have an easier time reading Raylo fanfic now than when it was still unraveling. Like, we still didn't know where it was headed. Yeah. But now that we have that story, I think 
I'd like to see where people have taken it in different directions, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm really loving Dramione right now. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, we have that story and, like, we have the canon. And I'm now, I feel like I can explore yeah. other mm-hmm. stories. Does that make sense? No, I was going to say, I will say, I did start um, that, um, what is it, The Heart- Heartbreak Prince by the same author. And it is a Harry Potter Raylo, not a crossover, but it's like Raylo in the Harry Potter world, and he's a profe- oh, professor. Oh, so Germione. <laughs> Basically, Germione in a different font. Wait, send that to me. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think she's finished it now. That's another one. I started it, and then she just kept adding and adding and adding. She's like, oh, it'll just be like 15 chapters, and then she's like, oh, it'll just be 20 chapters. But you know what? Draco and Ben would be besties. Yeah, oh, Hands and Hermione down. and Ray would love each other. Hands down. Oh, my heart. Yeah, I, yeah. They're. I believe she's done. <laughs> Getting emotional. I'm gonna just download it right now. I'm gonna try it again. You do that, boo. You know the author loves Birka Eight. Yeah. Yeah. She took down a Raylo fig because she's turning it into original. No way. No way. A, an original novel, and it's girl, girl. How do you know all the ins and outs of like girl, what's going I on? Am, girl, I am. Girl. When I say that I started, and I am. When I obsess, I obsess, and when I obsess, like I go in That's deep. All of us, yeah. And yeah. I go in. We go hard. Yeah. So I found this on Tumblr of all places. Okay. Um, it's called the Food of Love. Okay. That's the Raylo fanfic. That's the Raylo fanfic. So if you want, um, if you want the PDF of it, she just says like to email her. But is it alternate universe? Sounds like contemporary. Mm, the food of love doesn't sound very I Star Wars to me. Yeah, I think it is. Well, I mean, you know, Raylo fanfic is really, uh, having a moment. So. Yes. In the publishing world, That's world, so, great so. To see. you know, I'm I'm hoping that Hermione is next. Like Hermione is older than Raylo, so like I don't really get why uh, publishing the publishing industry has not like cashed in on that yet. But maybe with the su- success of Raylo, they'll be like, what else can we? Yeah, turn into books because like the hits on the Hermione fix are so high, like so many people have read them. Yes, some of those fanfics have more readers than actually trade pub books agreed yeah and a a a bigger fandom like it's i there's so much money to make in that and like they were not touching it maybe because it's harry potter and that's like maybe like how you said like it's hard to like re remake into like something. yeah like i said like divorce it from Mm -hmm. from the original content that's true but uh i'm sure there's stuff out there like i just i i i'm i I feel like the market could do with some Dramione. Like, I feel like it would do very well. I mean, the yes. Raylo stuff has been doing amazing. And like I said, there's a major overlaps between those two fandoms. So mm-hmm. one would imagine that if one of them is doing so good, then the other would do it as, well. Mm-hmm. as well. It could also be, I feel like the Raylo fanfics that are um, getting picked up are more so like the contemporary or like the mellow versions of Kylo Ren. True, um, true. Where I feel like Draco is very much Draco in a lot of the fanfictions that we've come across. So I don't know if that uh-huh. could play a part into it or... I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, so S is going to read Raylo fanfic this year. Yeah, starting with the Heartbreak Prince. 
maybe maybe that's a maybe that's the perfect segue yeah because i I did hear it ended like really well and people loved it and she writes great smut too like oh they're smut yeah like i'm telling you this it was good from what i read nice nice okay we shall see we'll start with the movies and then we'll make our way into the things I mean, I feel like if it's any, like, to introduce you to the world, a Harry Potter Raylo crossover could be a okay, thing. I can do that. Send the link. I did already. It's in our chat. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, S, what's, what's the next book on your list? The next book on my list is Amends by The Lash Jedi. Which is another Germany pick. <laughs> this is the crossover. This is, this is the closest we've ever been to her reading Raylo. <laughs> the last Jedi. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is a secret relationship, unplanned pregnancy, oh! slash Excuse me? marriage, <gasps> alternative universe. Okay. Um, so in this fic, Hermione and Draco have like a secret relationship going on for like a few years. And you know how dumb guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they don't quite know, like, how serious their relationship is. Like, he just thinks it's something casual that they've been doing for, like, the past seven, six, five years or whatever. Sorry, what? Um, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. For a while, and, like, he doesn't catch, like, a clue. Uh, they're, like, practically living together, cooking together, making love every night. Um so it comes, it it comes to him needing to break off that relationship because his parents arranged for him to marry Astoria Greengrass. Greengrass, I can't even talk. Astoria Greengrass. Yeah. Um, so since he thinks that the relationship isn't something that serious, that he can just go and break things off with Hermione, and she's left heartbroken, and with a child. With his child, right? Damn! Why didn't you ever tell me about this one? Asshole! Yeah, so he ends up, but he's he's a he's a sweetie in this one. He's he's not as is he though? A sweetie can still be an ass. Okay, he's an idiot. He's an idiot sweetie. He's a sweet idiot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um. So they break things off and Hermione never tells him that she's pregnant. So <gasps> oh, okay. So he doesn't know. No, he doesn't Damn. know. So a few months pass and he's already engaged to Astoria and they're at this ball and he sees her from across the room and he's just like admiring her. And then all of a sudden, like she turns around <gasps> and she has this belly and he's like freaking out. He's and like, he kind of like, uh, like makes the calculations. Like she's far enough along that she's been she was pregnant when he broke up with her yeah and um and he just spends like the rest of the fic trying her trying to win her over why the hell was this not given to me earlier s i don't know you know i I live for a grovel i feel betrayed by our friendship right now i honestly was that even in the list that you sent her Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. I don't think Explain I sent yourself as. I don't think I sent over any um, short fix. I don't think everything oh, so I it's sent a over short was one. long. This is a short one. It's like seven chapters. Send it over now. I will. I will. I will. Um, but it's really cute. It's 
fluffy and like everybody gives him shit and he just tries really hard really really hard for her you know what's funny i'm noticing another uh trope here when it comes to draco Mm. they always make him hella irresponsible when it comes to safe sex (laughs) (laughs) he's always like forgetting the condoms forgetting that he should be taking like a potion to not get people pregnant yeah let, letting his, his girlfriend be pregnant in secret and then realizing, whoops, I might have not done what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Why is he like that, Draco? Do you have a secret breeding kink? He's just a chaotic man. That's a question. I'd read me a breeding kink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you, S. I appreciate. You're welcome. You know who hasn't made a, an appearance in uh, your list in a while, S? Jessica Kane. Who? Jessica Yeah. Kane. yeah. I literally just had the same thought. I don't, I don't know. She probably won't make an appearance until maybe next year. I'll be back. Eventually, I'll make my way back to her. <laughs> she just has to write Draco. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. Um. So, moving on, right? We've gone through yeah, the... Yeah, honorable mentions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? How long is your honorable mention? <laughs> That's well, what I want to know. One, two, oh three, gosh. four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I'll go through them quick, okay? Um, so essentially, this is my monster fuckery report that I've decided was a thing now. Um, so first on my list, should I go? Th- I'll go through all of yeah, them, and you guys can. Okay, yeah, okay. So. First off is the Big Feels Anthology, which is releasing actually today as we yeah. are recording this. So when this is going up, it is definitely out. And it is also on KU. So if you want uh, an anthology filled with monsters, aliens, all that good stuff. I read two stories so far. We were actually planning on reading this for Valentine's Day and make that like a special little episode, but life got fucking busy out of nowhere. <laughs> so that didn't happen, but I did start it. And um, the first story was about this like alien guy that lives in like a hive that he's kind of like mind linked to. And there was like honey, like, uh, like orgasmic honey involved wow. and Ooh. that was the thing and then the second story which I'm still reading is about like this giant good boy like a giant giant tree guy like he's <laughs> he's just he's adorable and and he kind of keeps her as his pet because he, he doesn't he's not aware that like humans are a thing so like he's like oh what's this little star creature running around my planet and so he keeps her in the pen and like he feeds her <laughs> it's adorable so he's like Groot I guess but like giant I don't know how big Groot is Groot. like we're talking 10 meters tall so like I haven't gone to the sex part yet but I am wondering how that's gonna work how would so he's gonna fuck her with a branch well, he has vines. Like, there's tiny little vines that, like, he can use to pick up stuff that's, like, small so and stuff. So he's going to pick her up, but fuck her with a branch. I'm thinking he's going to fuck her with a vine. Yeah, because the dick is never going to fit. But also, Homegirl is starting to wonder where his organs are. When there's a will, there's a way. 
in these monster romances. Oh, there is a way. There will be a way <laughs> to fit the plot. The plot demands that there is a way yeah. for the D to fit in the V. So, question we'll get about there. the appendages or appendagi. Appendagis. <laughs> I don't even know where appendages. I'm going. Appendages. Appendages. <laughs> Anyways, um, are they unique? Yeah. Are they the ones that well, you've I mean, I haven't. I haven't gotten really to that part yet. Uh, the okay, yes, the the guy in the first book, I will uh, the first book, the first story. I will admit, I was hella fucking confused. Oh, what his dick looked like? It was like multicolored. It was like opening like a flower, but then not, and it was like doing shit, and I was just really fucking confused. So I'll say that, but I was into into the the honey. You know, I was intrigued. Okay. Um. And and this guy, I haven't seen his dick. I don't know if he has one. I'm right now. I'm just thinking it's the vines. Okay. But I'll I'll have to report back on that. Nonetheless, but, um, I'm excited to pick this book up and sorry anthology yeah. up and uh yeah. Read some. There's like ten stories or so in it, so I'm sure there's variety and. Are they pretty long? The uh no, not really. Not the ones I've read so far. Anyway, they read quick. Second thing is the first book I read this year, actually, uh, and it's called Possessed by the Alien King by Krista Luna, which I think you've read, Seth. Yes. Or never finished. Did you read it? I read it. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I was surprised by this one. I really thoroughly enjoyed myself reading this one. Like, I was having so much fun with it, and what was interesting... Well, I mean, the book was interesting and like I liked the characters and their dynamic together and like just it was kind of fun, uh, uh, kind of a fun adventure. So I liked it for that. But um, I did like the properties of the semen in this story. So <laughs> can you explain? <laughs> so what happens when people mate uh, in, in this world or for these aliens is that um, yeah. he takes his dick basically he takes his dick out and using his like precum or like some kind of secretion for the purpose um, he writes his initials I guess on her lower belly like he creates this mark or it's like his rune like his mark on her lower belly and then like that like kind of glows and then that kind of activates like a kind of um, heat, I guess you would say. It's it's temporary, like it's not as as intense as it is, uh, you know, when, with actual heats in books. But like, uh, and then and then yeah, basically every time he touches it, she just kind of goes into heat. Like that's that's that. Yeah. That's the properties of that. Um, it just marks her for life with his jizz upon her. And skin. he did try to do it with her. Um... You know her her fluids. Yeah, she 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 tried to do it to him, but she's human, so it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was very intrigued by that. But the and, plot was um, also interesting. I will say the plot yeah, was interesting. Yeah. 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 No, I, I I did say that. Like I I I really enjoyed this book. Like it surprised me how much I I enjoyed it because I kind of just started it for whatever because Seth was reading it. And I was like, you know what, kind of sounds interesting. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, and and I think I'll check out the next book eventually. So. The next one was about, like, his brother, brother. or, like, the prince or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so that was that. And then I read uh, The Demon Next Door by Chase Verity. Um, this one is a really cute story where, um, so Molly just moved in to this house or no, no, sorry. She's been living there with her son. She, uh, is a single parent. Um, and next door she has new neighbors, uh, one of which is, uh, an actual demon who this demon has a kid of his own. Oh. So he's also a single parent demon. Oh. Uh, (laughs) yeah and their sons start playing together and she can see that he's a demon but nobody else can so i i don't know what was up with that like i don't i don't remember if it was ever explained why she could see him Mm. his true self and not others but who fucking cares they're soulmates that's why it was such an adorable story and like this demon was like actually really fucking weird looking and i appreciated that but he was also like, I just, I loved him. I, I just did. Okay. I don't need to justify myself. No, you don't. You. I loved him. Okay. <laughs> um, And that was that. So if you're looking for like demons, but like adorable, there you go. Okay. Um, Then I read Yuri and the Yeti by Daphne Green. <laughs> I, I read a Yeti book. I, 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 I did. I went there. You did. <laughs> I did. Um... And this one is kind of like the the other one, like it's just very adorable. Yuri, uh, he's uh, mountain hiking and he falls into, no, I think he, he breaks his leg or something and then he falls into the Yeti's like home or the Yeti brings him to his home. Oh, so it's M.M.? And yeah, okay. and uh, nurses Ooh. him back to health. And uh, it was just, again, really adorable, okay? Sometimes you want your monster smut to be really adorable. Yeah. Um, then there was Bound in Stone by Stephanie Simpson, which I've mentioned before. Yeah, uh, this is like the other version of Atnomen, which I've mentioned before as well. Uh, he's a gargoyle demon-ish mm-hmm. uh, statue in her house, which she just bought. This really old house. And uh, this lady starts uh, having sexual fantasies about this statue. And then uh, the statue comes to life as a result. And he's essentially like the embodiment of lust. He's he's the demon of lust. So they start fucking all over the place. And uh, he's got two dicks. So three, I think, even. So interesting. Yeah. You know. (laughs) From cute and adorable to being fucked three ways by the same Love guy. Love to see it. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Variety, uh, you know. Uh, then Grinch and Guile by A.M. Core. Oh, you ended up um, reading it. I did read it. Uh, this was during uh, Christmas time. Yeah, I'm going way back. I know, but like, they're you worthy really of a mention. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so this one, as you would assume has the Grinch as the love interest. And the interesting thing here is that uh, the female character, well, actually, I mean, I guess she is, she is like described as female, Mm -hmm. is the reader. You are the female character in this story. You are being fucked by the Grinch in this story. Oh. It's a you. Love that. Yeah. And the Grinch is like this mafia guy here. 
Um, he that. does not look like the Grinch. You know, it's not like that Grinch story that we mentioned. Oh uh, my so gosh, I need to wipe that from my memory. <laughs> In this mutt mess episode, like this Grinch is like genuinely hot. Uh, he's green, but he's like a hot green guy, basically. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that one was just fun. And like, it was kind of fun and original to read in the you perspective. I thought it'd be weird, but turns out it really wasn't. Was it Christmassy or was it just a... Oh yeah. No, no, it was Christmassy. Okay. Um, and lastly, this is a more recent read. I read All Yours by Vicky Walklate. Again, a lot of like Monsters Mutt starts with like statues that these women are like erotically into interesting and i respect that (laughs) we've all seen that statue of lucifer and we've all been turned on by it so yeah i respect that yeah i respect that uh but all yours is the hero is like this like crocodile alligator monster thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and essentially, uh, she kind of gets involved with it. And, um, yeah, I will say for this one, like when you read the blurb, what, what I was interested in was that it kind of came with a really long list of triggers. And, you know, those books where it's like the, lo- the long list of triggers is more enticing than anything. Like it's not really a turnoff. It's kind of like a, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So I was expecting a lot of things because of those triggers. And then turns out, uh, it was not as dark as I would have wanted it to be. So if you go in not expecting dark shit like I did, uh, I think you'll be served. I was, I li- listen, like I said, I'm in my messy, nasty era of my life. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, alligator guy. Intrigued. Nice. That's a new one for me. That's a new one for me. <laughs> I can say I've never read an alligator, uh, gator type monster romance. I'm done. That that was my list. That was a great list. I love the monster <laughs> fuckery going on there. Thanks. I had fun. That was great. All right. Really quickly, um, my honorable mentions are Twisted Hate by Anna Huang. I don't know yeah. if I'm pronouncing it right. Sorry. Um, so basically, uh, the reason why this book's on my list is because I love the hate fucking, the absolute enemies to lovers. You know what? That's the theme today. Hate fucking? Yeah. Hey, hey, fucking, yeah. We love it. Yeah. We love, love it. it. Um, absolutely hate each other. He, uh, so she is his sister's best friend, um, and he can't understand why they're friends. They're very antagonistic towards one another. Uh, situations arise where they have to spend time together. Uh, one being where uh, his sister invites them skiing, and there's only one bed to share, miraculously. Uh, and then she also ends up working where he volunteers and yeah, the sexual tension keeps mounting and mounting. Um, they agree to like a no strings attached, uh, like friends with benefits without the friends. So like enemies with benefits and, um, yeah, they're not allowed to like, you know, ask about who they're seeing or like, they're just, you know, no friendship, just like, you know, a hot sex, you know ensues and that's it like they part ways as soon as they're done they leave that's it anyways um slowly we start to see that Jules has like a shady past and you see that with uh, her ex coming in um who's who was in prison for like seven years and he believes it was because of her and he orders her to do um small favors for him 
not they're not really small they're uh, like actually like life-threatening in some cases and um (laughs) she uh, agrees to do this because he has like dirt on her like he has a sex tape that she had made um and so basically the whole like the reason why this is on my list is because like i said the hate fucking the enemies to lovers but also um just like the way things unraveled, like the betrayal, like he feels betrayed by her. She like her past has been something that she like no one knows about. Um, and I would have loved this book would have been a five star if like the ending aspect had been dealt with a bit differently. Um, mm. And like maybe other decisions were taken. But overall, it was still a really good read. And if you're into the whole enemies to lovers this is it, like, this is your shit, but I will recommend you read book one and two before reading this, because I didn't, and I wasn't that I was confused, because things are very much explained really well, um, but, like, there are relationships that are explored a bit more in this book that I kind of probably did a disservice to myself by not reading the other books, um, but yeah, things are explained, but also things are very much spoiled. So if you wanted to read books one and two, then don't start with this one. I don't know if you said, but titty fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did not say, but titty fucking very much happens in this. And I, for one, have not read titty fucking at all in my books. Ever. Ever. I don't think I've read one. Well, you know what? It's very rare in books. Agreed. Yeah. It's like the 69. People aren't 69ing enough. I think I've read in romance a, novels. I think I've read a lot. Maybe not a lot, but, but like you would think hand, it'd be more than that. I think I've read more, like more 69ing than I have titty fucking. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Guys, what is this conversation? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the oh, last my- two on my uh, list is Monroe by Cressy Cole. Um, oh my god, that's right. Yeah. If you are a fan of this podcast, you know um, I've been waiting for it. For years and years. I read it. Um, I enjoyed it. Don't and I can't call wait to us talk out like that. Don't call us out like that. That we haven't made an episode on it yet. We, we will. We will. We will. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, I was happy to be back in the world. And I just, yeah, I enjoyed it. But I won't talk about it much because we will have an episode on that. And then the last book on my list is Death by Laura Thalassa. And again, we will have an episode on that sometime soon. But it was a great conclusion to the series. There are some things that I kind of, again, would would have liked to see played out a bit differently. But um, yeah, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it because we will talk about it in length in our episodes. So stay tuned for those two episodes. All right, us. Okay, so for my honorable mentions, um, the first one is Nothing Good Happens After 2 a.m. by Love Loves Vipka 8. Another Tremini fic. <laughs> so this is a two-shot Tremini fic set, in, set during eighth year. It's an enemies to lovers where Hermione and Draco spend their time making each other's life difficult. Um, after one of their altercations where they destroyed like their classroom's potions, um, they get detention and they have to make up everything that exploded. Um... And one thing leads to another, and they're bickering, and then they end up hooking up, and yeah, it's spicy, it's short. There's some uh, spicy fan art at the end. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Highly recommend. Um, <laughs> the next thing <laughs> the next thing on my list is 
a Turkish drama. <laughs> oh no my gosh! Recommended by no our way. very own Sephra. Um, <laughs> she's mentioned it. Seth has left the chat. She's ascended. <laughs> I'm literally like on cloud nine. <laughs> so the Turkish show, it's called, every time I see the name, I want to call it Herkai, yeah. but it's called Hershai, right? Hershai? Uh, like, I think it's um, her, Herjai, but don't ask me. I don't, so, I don't. Um, yeah, I watched this TV show, this TV novella recommended by Seth. She mentioned it um, in our first catch up show. So if you want to take a listen to that to get a more in-depth summary. Was it the, of the first? Show. <laughs> yeah, I went back and checked just in case. And she sure. probably mentioned it throughout, you know, the year. Throughout I love that, other yeah, episodes. I'm always talking about her, Jai. You're yeah. very consistent. Yeah. yeah. So tell me thoughts. Um, like, how are you, like, are you liking the romance? Are you liking their chemistry? Are you liking the overall plot? Yes, like, yes. Okay. Everything. I love everything. Um, it's It's very romantic. There's it's sweet, but then it's like very dramatic, and then there's like the drama. Um, fuck the grandparents in this show, they deserve to either uh die or to like maybe hook up because I feel like they really they need to they need some. (laughs) They're what they have, like what they plot and use people to use their grandchildren it's just it's yeah. too much sometimes they're awful um awful people but it's a really good show i got my mom hooked on it and then my mom got my dad hooked on it and like we spent like one full day watching from like morning to night and then i think my wow. mom my mom so i stopped at night but my mom continued it and i guess she let it play out throughout the night where she would go to sleep wake up watch a little bit oh and then until the morning and then I woke up and she was watching it I was like oh my god see like now um, you understand why I keep saying I there were, there were nights where my family and I did not go to bed until 7 a.m <laughs> because we physically could not stop watching yeah it's very addicting yeah very very addicting so my mom's she made a plan to only watch it uh, on the weekends in the morning that's a good plan good plan yeah <laughs> responsible <laughs> But yeah, it's a wow. really good show. I highly recommend. Seth recommends it. Um, um, and then lastly on my list is another Germany fanfic called Stand Still by Peachy underscore B. Um, in this one, Hermione and Ron are married. Oh. And they have marital problems. Oh. And for some reason, Ron is like obsessed with Malfoy with draco for some reason and like okay um, (laughs) in like a weird way to the point where he gets this idea that he needs that hermione needs to fuck draco what in order to like fix their problems for some reason and they go to they go to this like ministry work party and ron tells her like to go Draco so it starts off with her she's sitting in Draco's lap while Draco is invisible and they're doing the deed but no one can see she's just sitting down and like he like moves like her underwear and like sits she sits down and like yeah how how is Draco is just like okay I'm gonna fuck your wife yeah because he has a thing for her so he's just accepts it and like all right then come sit on this lap and she does and 
they're getting it on and like no one's like no what one about Ron? Is he watching Ron, like a perv? He's watching her, but he can't see what's going on. But he knows what's mm. going on. And he's mm. mad. Why is he well, mad? You sent her to he's, him. He's weird. We don't like Ron here. We don't. We don't. Um, we actually don't. Yeah. We don't. So yeah, they're doing the deed and then and then Draco like taunts her and like says like, Oh, like, do you think he regrets you sending you think he regrets sending you over here to fuck me and whatnot and Basically, he's not going to let her go, like, after, you know. Right? I'm trying to envision it. So, he's invisible. Like, fingering, I could see how he could be invisible and finger her and nobody would know. But, like, dick out? Balls out? He he's, he did the disillusionment charm or whatever with his wand. So, he's invisible. She's sitting down. Well, yeah, but she's her, not but invisible. But, That's my yeah, question. Yeah, so I'm kind of trying to figure out the, like... The situation of it. So, like, he's sitting down. Then she, like, he's sitting down. He's invisible. But, like, isn't there, a, like, a gap between, like, him and her? Like, how is she bouncing on his dick and nobody's noticing like, that she's bouncing on air? But there's no gap between her thighs, like, her, like, body and the chair? That, too. That, too. She's probably, like, sitting... I don't think I remember if if they explain like if she's sitting down like by a table maybe that's why they can't really see how she's sitting down. Oh. Hmm. She's not she's not bouncing like she's like moving like very like it's very subtle and he's not touching her at all like she's she wants to bounce but she can't bounce and he's just kind of like taunting her. I'll send y'all the link so you guys can get a better picture. <laughs> send the link. So she, yeah, she ends up leaving Ron, and she goes home with Draco, and that's the end of her marriage. Damn. That fixes their <laughs> marital problems. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, yeah, that's it for my list. You did it to yourself, Ron. You yeah. did it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. All right. I love that. Uh, I actually do. <laughs> uh, is that all? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So this was a very long episode, though I did warn you, so you can't complain. Uh, But hopefully uh, it was filled with wrecks for you that you can then go and read yourself. Um, I know for a fact that I have now a lot of things that I want to go read. Um, So, you know. Uh, by the way, everything, as always, is listed uh, below in the description. So if uh, you missed the title or the author or whatever, all of this, the lists are there uh, for you. Uh, if you want to let us know, you know, what intrigued you or if there are other uh, Dramione fanfics that you would like to share with us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, you can always reach us online. Uh, we are on Twitter at the RTM Pod. Uh, also on uh, Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast. Also, uh, Gmail is Romancing the Monsters Podcast at gmail.com. And um, TikTok is Romancing the Monsters Pod. Did I forget? Oh, YouTube. YouTube is uh, just search for the name of our podcast and you should be able to find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for me specifically, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at Foes and Lovers. And you can find me as on both um, on both Twitter and Instagram at But This Book. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at PostQuos. And also, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, 
right? As well as literally all of Spotify, them. Spotify, Podbean. Yeah, we're on uh, we're on all of them. Uh, so please feel free to subscribe and also leave a review if you'd like on both uh, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And there you go. Hope you enjoyed, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.